0: back to safe talk with safe start i'm danny smith and you our great listeners have no doubt a clue as to what's coming up in february in kissimmee florida if this is your first time with us well i guess we should say where you been uh, hey it's great to have you with us i guess we should say and just in case uh catching everybody up here we are holding our 2022 human factors conference on february the 8th and 9th in kissimmee florida And I know it's just an absolutely horrible spot to be in the wintertime. Uh, We're recording this uh, mid-October, and I've had the privilege of being down in the Orlando, Kissimmee, Florida uh, area a couple of times the past couple of weeks with some conferences. And I can tell you, even being from central Alabama and enjoying what we've still got, some very nice, warm, uh, kind of end of summer, early fall type weather going on here. Man, the weather in central Florida was just absolutely amazing, and I can't imagine what it's going to be when it's cold here and cold in other parts of the country in early February, and we get to go back to Florida, and it'll hopefully be fairly warm there then, and a nice little break from the winter as well. So I, I can't really wait. Yeah, I'm really excited for it. And beyond just the weather, I'm really excited about the conference itself, uh, and today we've invited one of our guest speakers at the conference to just give us a bit of a peek into what he'll be presenting. Uh, And for our listeners who've been around for a while, the name's gonna be very familiar. Today, we've got Rob McManus from Snohomish County Public Utility District with us. And I interviewed Rob and Wendy Vlahovic from from Snohomish a few months back about their successful implementation of Safe Start to their roughly 1,100 employees. And Rob and Wendy attended our last conference in 2019 And we're proud to say that they're returning this winter as well and bringing a whole new group of fellow employees with them. Uh, Rob and his group have just some wonderful, wonderful success stories. And that's a part of what he'll be sharing with us. Rob's a Navy veteran. Thank you very much again for your service, sir. And as I mentioned, he is going to be presenting at this conference. Uh, And... Have you had issues in the past, I guess we would start by asking, where people resist some things at times just because they have become, shall we say, flavor of the month? Heck, I had one group that said it would even become kind of flavor of the day or flavor of the hour in their group. Uh, So... Yeah, it it can be pretty rough out there. So Rob's session is going to provide three key ingredients to ensuring the sustainability of your safety program in your business. Just to, to teach you how to fold Safe Start into your existing programs, To provide continuity with your safety message and to sample how to take the blame away to provide the best results in accident investigation so uh, with all that i was a little long-winded there but rob welcome back to the podcast really great to have you back with us again well thank you danny i really appreciate the opportunity
1: to chat with you again it's always it's always fun and wendy and i are certainly counting down the days until we could head to sunny warm florida winter has has set in here the low last night was 47 degrees uh, we've had uh, buckets of rain so warm sunny florida is sounding really really good
0: right about now yeah i think here in central alabama we got down into the mid 40s uh, fahrenheit the other night as well and uh yeah, I actually had to turn the heat on for just a little bit. It's uh first time for the winter, I guess, for us to do that. Uh, it's a little early, but uh, nice and pretty outside today. But uh, man, Orlando sounds great for February, that's for sure. So let's talk a little bit about what we're going to be doing at the conference. It's going to be a great time just of sharing, uh, learning, networking together, and just a lot of fun. And it's always a great opportunity just to learn from each other and that's one of the great advantages of a conference like this, and that's a part of why we've asked Rob to be with us today. At the conference, Rob will be presenting a session called, and I love this title, Baking Safe Start into the Culture of Your Business's Safety Pie. First of all, Rob, great, great title. Uh, so I would imagine your presentation would really help uh, when we think about that dreaded well, flavor of the month, right? So what flavor of the pie are we looking at here?
1: <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, we're, that's the goal of my presentation is to really pass on what we've learned so that, that the company can, uh, can really put Safe Start into their business and not in ha- and, and, and all aspects of their business and how we did it and how we successfully made that happen.
0: Great. And, and I guess with anything, when you're looking at uh, what you're baking or cooking, not that I'm a great chef by any means, but I guess you got to start with the ingredients, right? So tell us a little bit about the ingredients that you're going to be using for this. Absolutely. Well, the
1: first, first ingredient really were the three keys to our success. Uh, and those three keys were senior leadership engagement. The second one was an active and engaged steering team. And the third was incorporating safe start into the day-to-day business life
0: that makes perfect sense and i agree with you wholeheartedly on all three of those can you can you give us some examples of those starting maybe with the senior leadership engagement
1: absolutely yes i'm i'm going to be going into a lot more detail for each one of those uh, at the conference but let me let me give you an example of how senior leaders can engage and and how they have it at our company Uh, we had a, an assistant general manager. It's really the, the vice president equivalent at, at other companies. And, and he, uh, he shared a story at a meeting that had managers and safety chairs. It was about a hundred people, which, which is about 10% of our, of our business. Uh, it was a, uh, it was a story that was very uh, that had just happened to him. He was taking a, a shortcut after parking his car. And he was in a hurry, as we are a lot, and, and he decided to take a shortcut over, a, which had him stepping over a, a two-foot wall and walking through a planter. Well, uh, as, as happens, he caught his foot on the wall and tripped and landed in the bushes. Uh, his car keys flew away. He also lost his coffee mug um, and they fell out of his hand as he was bracing himself. Uh, and, and he actually temporarily lost his keys. He later came back and, and found them, but he was in such a hurry that uh, he gathered his, his briefcase and his, uh, his coffee mug and, and headed out to, uh, to his meeting. But to have senior leaders like this, and he was very well respected, managed, and oversaw at least 200 of, uh, of our employees, to have them be able to share their foibles and their poor decisions. And really, so that employees, the rest of the company realizes that, that they are human, too, sure. and that human factors affect all of us. I do have a, a new story, a separate story, that, that is very, very impactful I'll be sharing at the conference. Uh, I won't tease that, uh, other than to say you've got to come to the conference. And, and uh, this one is really a significant story by one of our senior leaders, and, uh, and I'll share, share with you how that impacted us.
0: Yeah, if you don't mind, I'd really like to back up and just think about that uh, that story that you shared there about the assistant uh, GM and kind of analyze that for for a moment. Did he did he talk about the the states and the errors that were involved with him there?
1: The rushing was was certainly a big part of it. Um, he was frustrated, uh, as most of our senior leaders are. They're very overscheduled, uh, so he was late, and that was frustrating him. So, rushing and frustration for sure. And, and complacency uh, not only had he probably stepped over that that wall and walked through that planter he'd seen others do it uh, mm-hmm. and uh, it, it just it, it catches you when your guard is down complacency does and right. as we've we found it always seems to be lurking around and it takes advantage of us uh, when we're in one of the other
0: states that really makes sense and and Complacency—it's almost an, an automatic check mark on a lot of the stories that we hear. Um, you know, as Larry says, it's one of those things that even if it's not the the number one contributing factor, it, it always does seem to be lurking there in the background, just a bit, doesn't it? And what about uh, what about errors for for your assistant GM there in that story?
1: Well, his hands were full, uh,
0: and yeah. his
1: eyes were not on task. Yeah. His mind certainly was on where he needed to be and not on the
0: task at hand and the, the loss of balance. Sure. Yeah, and I think about that and how many times that, uh, as you said, you know, he, he's probably seen other people do that. Heck, I'm sitting here thinking how many times have I done something like that? Just cut through a planter at uh, at an office, uh, at a grocery store parking lot. Uh, just, you know, I, I'm just thinking about the number of times I've done that as well. So, you know, thinking about that, um, you know, think about those critical error reduction techniques. What what do you think he could have used there? And I guess that's really the important part, right? Looking at the skills. Right,
1: right. That, sure. That's the aspirin for uh, for the headache. Mm-hmm. But yeah, self-triggering on the, the rushing and frustration. Uh, those are, it's hard to do in the moment, but knowing that that he was late, uh, self-triggering certainly could have helped him. On his complacency, uh, he really needed to work on his habits, uh, not taking shortcuts on it. Shortcuts are a form of rushing as well. So those really do go hand in hand and then looking for things that that can cause you to lose your balance, traction, and grip in this particular case. I'd like to modify that habit to, to maybe think of things that can cause you to lose your balance, traction, and grip. Mm -hmm. You know, sometimes Danny, these, these incidents cause you only time and money, And uh, and in this particular case, perhaps a little embarrassment as well, because the where the the planter was that he tripped in was was next to a a three story building that that was all windows. And the entire first floor of that window uh, of of that of that building were his employees and they looked right out onto the planter. So I am sure more than one of of the folks that he managed directly uh, were uh, were witnessing his uh, his foible out there. Well, a
0: planter. Yeah, I, I can imagine the embarrassment of that potentially, and it it reminds me of a story I had uh, someone tell me once that they had a similar fall. It wasn't a planter, but just a fall in the parking lot, and I can't remember now if it was just rain or if it was. Uh, ice and snow i don't recall that part but as he got up he looked up and several of the employees inside the building were holding up signs you know 6.0 5.5 you know for grading his fall there so uh, yeah it's one of those as we all say the first thing we do when we fall we start to look around to see if anybody saw us right <laughs>
1: yep that's the same with me i have been there and done that bought the t-shirt in fact one of my I, I'm a, a safe start trainer. And one of my stories for unit three is about a fall. I took walking from my car. How many times do you do that over the, the course of your, your lifetime? Thousands and thousands, but that, that simple trip from my car to my office, there's one curb, one step that I need to to go up and dug on it. I missed that step. And, and poof, there I went coffee cup, travel mug went rolling and Briefcase went down, scraped my hand up a little bit, but I, I tell you, I was up so fast, and the first thing I was doing was looking around make sure, uh, sure. make sure I was all alone of course, there's a bank of windows there, so I
0: know, know I was uh, not alone know <laughs> somebody's bound to see you right sure exactly so you mentioned as well that second ingredient uh, incorporating safe start into some of the existing uh GHS and safety programs. Uh, what were some of the things that you did there? What were some of those specific programs you mentioned there? Well, we we I'm going to talk about six specific programs
1: in the in the conference, but I'll give you an example of one here. We uh, we had uh, several years ago. We we started a near miss program. It, it we didn't have Safe Start at the time, and and it wasn't successful. We didn't have the culture for that. Uh, we revisited it. After Safe Start, and we were, and the culture had changed at that point. We had some new management, uh, and we were really on a much, much better plane to, to be able to have a, a near miss program that, that wasn't just in name only. But I'll give you an example of, uh, of one of the, the near misses that, that we had and, and talk to you how we incorporated Safe Start into that. So we've had a, a, an employee that, that had completed a 360 around their line truck. And they had hopped up in the driver's seat. And as they were waiting for their helper to get in the truck, he was looking through his paperwork just to get clear in his mind where their ultimate job site was. Their, their first stop, though, was just down the road to get a pole and a trailer. They had to set a pole for that day. But the, the other truck on the crew had already left. So the driver was feeling a little bit uh, antsy and, and rushed to get moving. And his rider was not yet in the vehicle, he might have been in the restroom or uh, getting his lunch, but he was, he was uh, frustrated that, that he wasn't able to depart yet. So he thought what he would do is he would just pull the, the truck out, do a couple things that would, it would uh, perhaps move his, uh, his rider along a little bit faster if he <laughs> saw the truck leaving uh, and also to position the truck in a, in a spot where he could have a quicker departure when, uh, when his rider arrived. So as he put the truck in gear and let his foot off the brake, he heard a yell Fortunately, his window was down. He stomped on the brake and his helper popped up right in front of his vehicle uh, and had been, been working on the front bumper, tying an oversized load, oversized load sign on that front bumper. And he was oh, wow. nearly hit. He nearly ran, ran him over. Wow. So when, when uh, he submitted this as a near miss, and, and, as, uh, and I'm, I'll share this at the, at the conference as well, what our form looks like. But we asked for the person submitting to, to uh, discuss what preventative actions and recommendations. And since we've had Safe Start, everyone at our, at our company is trained with that. Uh, we, uh, we get a lot of these that are put in Safe Start language, which is great. And that's really what we're looking for. He said that his state was rushing, that he was a little bit frustrated as well since he was waiting for his helper uh, to join him in, in the truck. And the partner was, was certainly put in the line of fire due to this rushing and had he self-triggered and stayed where he was or even called his helper, they all have cell phones, uh, said, hey, where are you? Um, that's, that situation certainly could have been prevented. And as you well know, it, it could have been so much worse. So that, that's one area and I'm, I'm gonna have a, another close call or two that I'll talk about at the conference. But some of the other areas that we've incorporated SafeStart into that I'll talk about in more detail at the, at the conference are how we've done it into our safety meetings uh, our safe driving program, we have a, a new defensive driving program, and we've incorporated Safe Start into that. Uh, our new employees, how we, how we orient our new employees, the new employee orientation, uh, our annual safety days, how we include Safe Start in that. And, and I'll talk a little bit about rewards programs. We're a little bit limited in, in the rewards that we can give as a public utility, uh, sure. but we, uh, we're looking at a, a rewards program as well for participation in that.
0: You know, thinking about this idea of the near miss, and I guess uh, by extension, kind of the accident investigations, a lot of folks uh, deal with that as well and incorporate safe start into that. Uh, how did you incorporate and just make sure that it was not Shall we say becoming well the blame game, if you will, uh, mm-hmm. because that certainly is a concern with a lot of folks when we start looking at at either accident investigations or incident analysis, whatever you want to call them, or the, even back down to near miss reporting. How do you avoid the blame game there?
1: And that that's really the third ingredient, Danny, uh, and and I'll talk about that in the, in a lot of detail at at the conference. I'll have uh, I'll be able to bring what are our in accident investigation process looks like uh, including this the safe start states and and the tools that we provide our managers as they're doing the accident investigations um, but it, it really uh, it really helps to start with with everyone speaking the same language and and safe start is a is an area where uh, that that we all understand what rushing means and we all understand complacency uh, because we've had the training but and, and having training in the human factors and in common terms is uh, is really where it starts uh, what we found was by by taking blame out of it uh, we uh, we had a lot more and it it's i guess it's a good thing we had a lot more self-reported accidents i think a lot of, of businesses and companies throughout the the country you you'll uh, you all of a sudden you see a ding in, in a car that or a vehicle that you didn't have a ding in and no one seems to know how that happened. And, or, or one of your employees limping off at the end of the day or coming into work the next day injured. And you suspect that perhaps that could have happened at work, but we we've taken that out. Our, our employees are self-reporting accidents, which helps us be able to learn from that. And that's a big part of our, our accident investigation is to find out what happened, how it happened, get to the root cause, so that we can prevent that from happening again. And supervisors and managers are really prompted on the human factors as they go through the investigation process uh, using the forms that we have, and I'll, I'll be happy to share those at the conference.
0: That sounds great. Yeah, and we're running a little bit of, uh, short on time here, but before we hit record, uh, Rob was sharing a, a story that frankly underscores just the value of human factors. Uh, you mind telling a real, a real quick story about that?
1: Sure, sure. Uh, this is one of the more strange accidents that I'd, I'd encountered in my time as safety manager. Uh, so let me set the stage for you here a little bit. A uh, line crew we're electric utility, so we have, we have line crews. They were setting a pole in a line, and they were uh, loading up to head back to the shop. The pole had been set. Uh, they were doing some cleanup, but uh, pretty much buttoning up. It was getting near the end of the day, near quitting time. And the last task to do is to nail a, a pole to a pole number to the pole itself. And this hmm. is typically done by the helpers. And on this particular job, there were two helpers because they, uh, they also helped with traffic control and flagging. Uh, so we, uh, we were in an area that, that had that and we required two flaggers and two helpers to do that. So neither one really jumped up and labeled the pole because they kind of assumed that the other one would do it. So as, as everyone was literally hopping into their vehicles to leave, uh, we realized that they realized that the, the pole had not been stenciled. So right off the bat, the, the helper who jumped out was feeling was feeling pretty rushed. And all eyes were on him as he was gathering his tools to, uh, to go put the stencil on. So instead of using the nail holder that we provide for him to, to hold the nails, he threw a handful of one-inch galvanized nails into his mouth, he grabs the hammer and the pole stencil, and he trots off to stencil the pole. He isn't still sure exactly how it happened but while he was quickly nailing the stencil to the pole one of the nails that was in his mouth slipped to the back of his throat and he swallowed it oh no can can you imagine the surprise and dread that he felt that any of us would feel at that moment that that nail is is in the back of your throat and heading on down Uh, he had to swallow a couple times he said he got stuck uh, but uh, fortunately he had the the wherewithal to immediately tell his foreman that instead of covering it up instead of trying to power through or be embarrassed about it uh, he knew that that we had a no blame safety culture and uh, and he told his foreman and to hear how this all ended because there's several routes that could go uh, <laughs> the listeners are going to need to <laughs> need to come to the session and uh, or just grab me at the conference but come to the conference and uh and, and we can talk a little bit. spoiler alert though he did survive there were uh there was he's alive and well and kicking and uh but how it ended exactly you'll have to come come to my session or grab me at the conference
0: <laughs> and the rest of the story is uh famous broadcaster paul harvey would say and now that i When I think about that, probably some of our listeners are too young to know who Paul Harvey is. I guess you can Google that if you don't recognize the name. Uh, The rest of the story is, well, not exactly what you're thinking, perhaps, is that what we should say, Rob? (laughs) As you were describing it, I'm just thinking about the nail going down my throat, and I I think my throat is feeling a little raw just from thinking about that and how painful that must have been. So, Rob, first of all, thanks for being here today and taking some time with us. Uh, And, uh, well, this this really gets me me fired up for February. I'm really excited about it. I'm really excited for your session and all the other great sessions. I was looking through the list just the other day of uh, everyone that we're going to have uh, at the conference speaking, and it's just going to be a phenomenal, phenomenal time. So, really excited to be there.
1: Well, I'm excited too, Danny. Thank you very much for the for the invite to talk beforehand. Uh, I've been excited about this, and, and keep checking the website myself. Uh, it's great to see the the speakers being added and, and a little bit more detail coming out on on the session. So I'm looking forward to spending time talking with uh, with all the safety professionals and trainers that that happen to come and managers um, that that come to the conference. Uh, really looking forward to it.
0: Beautiful place to be as well in in mid February. Absolutely. And thanks for everyone for listening today. I really take, uh, really appreciate you taking the time out of your day to listen. And please, as a reminder, share the podcast with other folks. Uh, And If you would like to reserve your spot for the conference in February, just a reminder, you can do that a couple of ways. Either you can contact your account executive and they can point you in the right direction, or you can go out to our conference website, which is humanfactorsconference.com. That's humanfactors, with an S, conference.com. Rob, thanks once again for being with us. For Safe Talk with Safe Start, I'm Danny Smith. And just remind you to just keep working on those performance related habits and well is it fair to say rob keep the nails out of your mouth (laughs) that that works for me (laughs)
1: haven't done it since that
0: (laughs) 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 thanks everybody have a great day